Hello, you're listening to Got Clutter, Get Organized, a podcast that focuses on helping you create space to attract more money, love, and happiness in your life. I am your host, Janet M. Taylor, and I want to say hello to your regular listener, and welcome if you're listening for the very first time. I hope you are having a great week. And of course, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, please leave a review so I can continue bringing you episodes each week. And I'm excited to share that you can support this podcast by clicking the Buy Me a Coffee link in the show page. And of course, I will give you a shout out on the air. Well, in this episode, I am super excited because... The guest today is Amy Newmark, and she is wrote a book, and it's The Chicken Soup for the Soul, Your 10 Keys to Happiness, 101 Real-Life Stories That Will Show You How to Improve Your Life. I am so excited that she's um, joining us on this podcast because today is my birthday, and I am 59. So as my mentor would say, life begins at 59. So I'm taking the journey to 60. And this is like the perfect book for me to do that because it's got so many different things in it that can truly bring you happiness in your life, which is why I wanted to have her as a guest. And of course, I will be sharing my product app repurpose and of course you'll probably already have a hint as my book suggestion for this week and of course I would love for you to share your memorable birthday what was a birthday that you remember I mean there's so many birthdays that I can remember you know I remember um, when uh, my goddaughter she might about three and my I have a love for chocolate And so my girlfriend got me a chocolate cake with chocolate icing with little bits of chocolate candy on the top. And I remember we had turned away. We were talking. We had turned back around because the cake was on the table. She had already climbed up on a chair and she was ready to take a big chunk out of it. So those are the things that I remember. And also just something on another funnier side. I I remember when I turned 30 and a friend of mine invited nothing. She invited other people, but really the majority of the people that came to that party were single men. I still remember that. So I would love for you to share your memorable birthday with me as well. Just so you'll know, the first record of a birthday celebration was by the Egyptian pharaohs, but it wasn't on the day that they were born. Rather, they celebrated on their coronation day because it was thought that Egyptian kings became gods once they were crowned. Thus, they were reborn. The Greeks were the first to put candles on cakes. So, as I shared, today we have Amy Newmark and the best-selling author, editor-in-chief, and publisher of the Chicken Soup for the Soul book series. Since 2008, she has published more than 182 new books, most of them national bestsellers in the U.S. and Canada, more than doubling the number of Chicken Soup for the Soul titles in print today. She is also the author of Simply Happy. 
a crash course in chicken soup for the soul advice and wisdom that is filled with easy to implement practical tips for enjoying a better life. Amy is credited with revitalizing the Chicken Soup for the Soul brand, which has been publishing industry phenomenal since the first book came out in 1993 by compelling, inspirational, and aspirational true stories curated from ordinary people who have had extraordinary experiences. Amy has kept the 28-year-old Chicken Soup for the Soul brand fresh and relevant when Amy and her husband, Bill, the CEO of Chicken Soup for the Soul, are not working, they are visiting their four grown children and their grandchildren. And of course, you can read the entire bio on the show page. So I just want you right now to sit back and just listen to my conversation with Amy. And of course, make sure you share it with a friend. Well, listeners, it is September and it actually is my birthday. So I'm excited for a couple of reasons. Of course, my birthday, but I'm also excited about our guest today, who is the author of Your 10 Keys to Happiness, 101 Real Life Stories That Will Show You How to Improve Your Life, Miss Amy Newmark. Amy, thank you so much for being with us today. Well, thanks for having me on talking about my favorite topic. (laughs) I know. And that's why I wanted to have you on today because it's my birthday. And, you know, on this journey, as I share with you, taking this journey on to 60, I really wanted to kind of look at my life, be grateful, be thankful, and just kind of review things. And that's why I love your book. I love the way it's laid out because even though you have a chapter by chapter, but it was like, okay, I'm going to start with seeing if there's any unforgiveness I need to deal with. Then, of course, I went to the organizing, living with less, but just looking at each one of those chapters as I take my journey. So I'm excited. So before we get started and just talking about happiness, what made you decide to write this book? Well, so I just turned 65. So that's another big birthday. I have a Medicare card now, which is really a very unsexy thing to have. You know, (laughs) like, (laughs) I can't believe I have a Medicare card. (laughs) Anyway, it's coming. It's coming for you, Janet. Uh, But I I also have um, cancer. And I have cancer that I will have for the rest of my life. They don't really have a cure for it. So I just decided it's time to take everything that I have learned from the 14 years that I've been editor-in-chief of Chicken Soup for the Soul. It's time to consolidate all of that knowledge into one volume because I have learned so much in the 14 years I've been doing this job. And I know that I've learned a lot that has really helped me to become a much more joyful, grateful, less judgmental, just content person. In fact, when I was um, going through chemo, they sent me to see a psychiatrist and, you know, she sat me down and she said, like, is there anything you're thankful for in your life? And I went on for 20 minutes about everything I was thankful for. And then she said, do you have any unresolved issues? And I went on again with all of the issues I had cleared up by using the power of forgiveness. And anyway, when we got to the end of my 50 minute, one hour, she said, 
you're good to go. I don't need to see you again. And I said, well, that's chicken soup for the soul for you. And really that's what I've done in this book. All of those things that I've learned that helped me so much in my own life, I've put together into 10 keys to happiness. And then I've illustrated each of those keys in the book with 10 stories that give you role models for how you can use that key to happiness in your own life. But by the way, Janet, one of the things I think is really cool, and you're so organized, you're probably going to go through them one through 10. But if somebody is like, I can't handle this, just do one of the keys to happiness, because even just one key will make a big difference. And you're so right, Amy, because that's what actually I did. I, I, you know, once I got the book, I, I looked and looked at all the different keys. And I said, okay, the first key I'm personally going to deal with was free yourself with forgiveness. And I said, I'm going to get that out the way. That was the first thing. And then, of course, you know, I went to the one I couldn't, I couldn't resist when the one was just less stuff. I just, I had to jump to that one. But I like the way you laid it out. It's like you can take your own personal journey on you know to happiness which gets me to so what are some of the things that we do in our life to block happiness I mean just you know finding out you know some of the things and challenges you're dealing with in your own personal life but still having that wonderful outlook what are some of the things that you know that just block us from having happiness so you're gonna love this answer because this fits perfectly with the theme of your podcast we basically clutter up our lives And it's not just chapter four of the book, which is have less stuff. I mean, when we clutter up our lives, it means we aren't freeing ourselves with forgiveness because we're cluttering our minds with all these past resentments that we're not kind of pushing our way through to push them to the past, which is where they belong. They don't belong in the present. We're cluttering up our our lives when we don't make me time for ourselves. You know, we've got to declutter our calendars, got to declutter our list of, I'm going to put this in quotation marks, friends, right? (laughs) Friends are optional. They're not required. You are allowed to weed the garden of your life and declutter your friends and only keep the ones who really add value to your lives. Like that one where you say, oh, I have to call her or I have to go have lunch with her. If you say that, that means you don't, you shouldn't have that friend anymore, right? You can, you don't have to dump her and be mean, but you could drastically reduce the amount of time you spend with somebody who doesn't add value to your life, unless they're a relative, then you're stuck, right? Right. (laughs) But then you can use the power of forgiveness to make them less annoying anyway. But there's so many things in here that involve decluttering, like, my my key number nine is pursue your passion. Well, you've got to clear up, clean up your calendar in order to be able to pursue your passion. E- even cleaning up your house allows you to set aside that space to pursue your passion if it's a passion that requires a quiet place to read and write or a place to do arts and crafts or a place to work in your workshop, whatever it is. So a lot of the decluttering, a lot of the decluttering that you talk about really feeds into this overall Um, pursuit of happiness and so but I actually do feel that chapter four have less stuff which is your specialty I know you're a total expert on that I do think that having less stuff is extraordinarily helpful in becoming a happier person I don't know why but you just feel like the psychic weight of all the stuff I, I just moved I lived in a house for 25 years and I had also brought into that house 
all the leftover stuff from my grandmother's place, my aunt's place, and my parents' place. So I had not only my own 25 years worth of stuff, oh, and all my kids' stuff too. Because getting your kids to come and get their stuff out of your house, it's impossible. I mean, I had to get a 32-year-old and a 34-year-old to get their stuff out of my house. And the only way I could do that was by moving to a different house. <laughs> you know, finally, finally I got through to them. But um, it's amazing how free you feel when you get rid of stuff. And that leads to a wonderful feeling of well-being as well. And and you're right. And I was thinking of when you said about friends. It's so interesting because my friend and I, we've been best friends since eighth grade. And we've gone through different life cycles. Like she got married, she had the children. And during those times, you know, she had to focus on her husband, she had to focus on her kids. We didn't spend as much time together. But it didn't matter because now she's becoming close to an empty nester. So it's like we're reconnecting and we're able to spend girlfriend time. So you're right. You know, those friends who you feel like, oh, I got to do this, I got to do that. They're not the true friends. Um, And of course, you know, yes, getting rid of stuff, it really reduces the amount of things that you have to maintain because less stuff it's like you know when you have less clothes you don't really have to think about all the things you you have to you know clean and maintain so yeah that uh, i i and i actually i truly love your book and i'm recommending it to everybody and it also will make a good gift for people as well um so what can we do to actually I guess we block it, but what are some things we can do to really unlock it so we can, you know, have more happiness in our lives? Because with everything going on in the world, you look on the news, social media and everything, and people thinking gloom and doom. And it's really, yes, we have to be prepared and ready for certain things, but we can have happiness in our lives. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the gloom and doom because, I mean, there is a ton of gloom and doom right now. And and it's basically well-deserved, you know, like I always say to my husband, like, stop being so doom and gloomy. Right. But, but I mean, there is a lot of bad stuff going on and we all feel like we don't have control, right? Like we're not happy with what's going on in the Supreme court or in Washington in general. You know, I've went and voted today in the primaries because I'm like, I am not going to miss voting ever, you know, like I'm going to try and make my voice heard. But, um, but the fact is that there are still things that we can control, right? And so you can control how you react to things. You can control your own environment. You can reduce the amount of stuff in your life. You can weed the garden of your life and only bring into it the people who make you happy. You can implement a lot of these keys to happiness because they are within your control. So yeah, you can't control Washington, but you can control yourself and your very close environment and so why not at least do that because I think the other thing is that with all the doom and gloom some people feel like well there's so many unhappy people and so many bad things are happening and women are being treated so poorly and all of that why do I deserve to be happy it's still okay to be happy I mean there's um there's a psychiatrist who I we published who um said it's okay for joy to coexist with sorrow. Like there's nothing wrong with you finding joy in little things and laughing and enjoying yourself, even as you are aware that there are bad things happening to other people or that your rights are being 
eroded rather quickly around you as you sit here, you know, but let's at least try to do the best that we can for ourselves because who else is going to protect ourselves, right? So you can protect yourself, take good care of yourself. And so I really believe that all of these keys to happiness that I put in this book will work, but perhaps the two that are the most important and the, the good thing about them is you can do them in one second, just in your head. The first one is gratitude, and that is actively focusing on the blessings in your life. And the second, which we've already discussed, is using the power of forgiveness. Both of those you can implement in the next 10 seconds. And that's what I like about them because they're free, they're easy, and they're fast, right? Mm -hmm. So like counting your blessings no matter what's going on, if you sit and think about it, you have way more stuff in your life. There's way more that you have versus what you lack, right? And that's one of the things I talk about in this book a lot. And it's not just in the chapter about, about using the power of gratitude and counting your blessings. It's also in the chapter about having less stuff because we have so many stories from people who lost everything because either of finances or a wildfire or a flood but somehow they lost everything and they're so much happier now with a simpler life, a simpler decluttered life. Uh, it's amazing how much better they feel. So I would say first the two things you do to unlock happiness, count your blessings and use forgiveness to leave the past in the past where it belongs. Those you can do today and you'll already be well on your path, you know, on your journey to happiness. And you're so right because, Amy, I actually have a grateful jar. So every night I just write, like, one thing I'm grateful for, put it in my jar. Then at the end of the year I empty it out, and it amazes me. Like, it's like 365 little pieces of paper of things that I am grateful for. But also I like what you put in your book, go outside in nature. And that's what I do a lot of because, of course, I'm in a walkable city. So I love going outside and seeing the trees. I also sometimes early in the morning just like standing outside and just hearing the birds sing to each other, communicate to each other. And that helps me as well. But you're right. It's just like, you know, living with less, you know, being more positive, being grateful for the things that we do have. I mean, we all can like, most of us can go into a refrigerator and just get whatever we want, whether it's to eat or drink. So it's really having that positive attitude. So I always like to ask my guests this question. You kind of already alluded to it. Is what do you do to live with less, Amy? Because you already said you, you moved and that kind of helped you get rid of some of the stuff that the kids have. But are there any other ways that you live with less? Yeah. So here's what I say to myself. And this really helps me. And it's really helped my husband too, because he's much more of a hoarder than I am. What I say is, what are we sitting on that we're not using that could be someone else's blessing? You know, if you're holding on to that old winter coat, because one day you might need it, and you've been holding on to it already for five years, and you have three other winter coats, why are you holding on to it? You're never going to use it. Oh, I want to use it one day when I change the oil in the car. Have you ever changed the oil in the car? Right? Like the fact is you're sitting on someone else's blessing. Like take those clothes that you don't wear or that you have redundancies in and bring them someplace, bring them to a church or a shelter or wherever they're collecting 
and make those someone else's blessing. You're holding on to an old blender, but you already have a new blender. Take the old blender, bring it to Goodwill, bring it for somebody who's just starting out, a prisoner who just got out and is starting a new life. You can buy a new blender for $30 on Amazon when you want one. You know, one of the things I realized when I looked up my 25 years of hoarding right before I moved was I realized that when I had started this pattern of holding on to things just in case, it was before Amazon. And I realized, you know, 99 out of 100 times that I get rid of something, I am never going to think about it again. But that one out of 100 times when, hey, the blender broke, I would like a new blender. I'll just go and buy one on Amazon for $30. But to have saved 100 items because of one $30 item that I might need one day, it's crazy, right? So anyway, that's how I do it. I just have this imaginary person who's going to the church thrift shop, which is a free shop. They, they shop for free. And I see her and I know who she is. She's an immigrant. She has two kids. She's working really hard. She's a wonderful person. And she, I'm giving my stuff to her. And that's who I'm thinking about when I'm giving my stuff up. And the funny thing is that I've always had that image in my head. And then I was talking to my housekeeper one day and she said, oh, I used to go to that church thrift shop and get stuff for free. And I thought, bingo, because she was basically my imaginary person I was giving everything to. And that is so true. And as you were talking, Amy, I remember last year or so, they had a little, uh, and it's a kind of like a movement in the city is you would take an old scarf and tie it around like a light pole or whatever in an area where you knew people who, you know, may have been homeless, et cetera, were living so that in the wintertime, if they needed a scarf and they saw it, they could just go and take it. And that just made me think, I was like, wow, I really liked that idea. And you're right. So many people can use our things. My person is always the woman who has to possibly flee from a situation, abusive situation, and she has to start over again. So it's like all of those little household items that are collecting dust. It's like, hey, let me let go and let me get rid of them. Well, Amy, you know, I could talk to you forever because you have a lot of stuff in this book. And, and maybe hopefully we can, you can come back and we can talk about some more chapters. But how can the listeners get a copy of this book? Well, you can go to Amazon, which is always our go-to place, and they always have a great price on our books, or you can go wherever else books are sold. But uh, Amazon would be my favorite place for you to go and buy this book at a, at a nice price. And uh, I think this is one thing that I would recommend bringing back into your house, even though in general, I would say declutter, but this one I think is worth it. And of course, I just want to finish with this. On the back of the book, it says, think positive and live happier those these 101 true stories show you how to find joy peace and happiness in your life so this is how i want to start my new year because everybody who listens knows i start my new year in september so amy thank you again for taking time out of your schedule to be with us today thank you so much janet happy birthday thank you So, was it a powerful conversation I got to have with Amy Newmark? What a wonderful birthday present to me. So, I would love for you to share your comments. You can always send me a message via the show page. Of course, you can always kind of type something in underneath where it is posted via social media. 
So now I'm going to move and transition to Taylor's tip time, making time for happiness. That's right. Making time for happiness. Number one, you need to take time, be quiet and list what makes you happy. What are some of the things that makes you happy? Gardening, walking the dog, hanging out with family and friends, quilting. What makes you happy? Number two, schedule it. So if something makes you happy, make sure you schedule it at least once a week. And of course, also get organized and prepare. So maybe you do love quilting. Maybe you need to organize a space in your home and those supplies so that when you do schedule the time to quilt, you will be able to just go right into the flow. Number four, just do it. Just do it. Whatever it is, just do it. And number five, repeat steps one through four. Take time to just kind of list, schedule it, get organized, prepare, and just do it. Well, as an organizer, you know, I see firsthand what happens when people don't organize their life and I want to help you. I know I now offer products to help you digitize those important documents, but also you can organize and protect physical documents. And of course, links are in the show page. So if you or someone you love needs to conquer the mail, the important documents and other paper clutter, let's talk so I can help you get organized and eliminate the stress. It's nothing like looking at that pile of mail, knowing you have to deal with it and kind of avoiding it. So go to my contact page, schedule a free 15 minute session and take the steps necessary and start by doing something today. Make sure you click the link in the show page. Well, of course, I want to thank you for following me on social media, for your likes, your retweets, and specifically for your sharing. Please continue to follow me on all social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and of course, LinkedIn as well. And please like and share. And don't forget to check out YouTube and subscribe. So make sure you um, do that as well. Now, ladies, if you're thinking of getting your life organized, don't get overwhelmed. Join my Facebook group, Living Life Totally Organized. It's a community of women supporting each other on their journey to live in life that is totally organized. It's free. So join today. And what I am doing is I'm going back over some of the reasons why people have joined the group. Some people said, I need to organize my basement. I need to overcome the paper clutter. And what I'm doing is I'm actually just going live within the group and giving them strategies on how to do that. I also encourage them to show me photos, show me videos of the space so I can give them step-by-step instructions. And, you know, sometimes people just need to do... a live or video of themselves and just kind of share with me what some of the things are and their challenges that they want to overcome. So come on, join us. It's free to join. Well, do you know what time it is? Do you have your little jig? Did you push the coffee table away? Do you have a song in mind? It is Toss It Tuesday time and this Toss It Tuesday. I encourage you to kind of go back over that box, that bin, that bag of those old greeting cards. You know, I, at one point, 
decided it was time for me to get rid of the greed the cards because I'd worked at a job. And of course, you know, when you leave jobs, a lot of times they give you these little, you know, luncheons, etc. I had all those cards. That was back in 1982. It was time to let them go. Now, I will admit to all of my listeners, I still have every card my mother gave me, my father gave me, best friend, Godchildren. That's it. That's the line from it. I just cannot part with those, specifically the ones where I see where my godson, who is now 20-something, where he, you know, kind of scribbled his little name. I, I cherish those. So, and I have a spot for them. It's like a small little bin and it's all stored away. But those other cards, and even with holiday cards, I get them. And what I've done with myself now, because, you know, you know, now that I'm 59, I actually keep last year's cards. So right now I have 2021's Christmas cards. Then when I get 2022 Christmas cards, 2021 Christmas cards will be um, discarded. That's how I kind of recycle and repurpose things. So I hope that encourages you as well. My app suggestion is Happify. It helps you overcome negative thoughts because we've got so much stuff coming at us via social media, the news, everywhere. You know, I was sharing with someone I signed on, just logged on my account to, um, you know, start checking on my email and boom, all this stuff started coming up. And I was like, you know what? Today's not the day I'm going to deal with it. I don't have to leave my home. I'm working from home. So, happify. And of course, my product suggestion is from my Amazon shop, and it's one of my favorite, and it is Velvet Drawer Organizers. I had a very slim, I have a very slim drawer on the top of my dresser, at the top of my dresser, and I was trying to think, what can I put in there? My jewelry. Because now I want to visually open, I want to just open drawers and just see what I have, because I've had several different systems. I had jewelry boxes. I have the cute little bags that you can hang in your closet, almost like um, shoe bags. That didn't work. I love it. I pull the drawers open and I can just accessorize. So velvet drawer organizers. And of course, check out my repurpose page on Pinterest. And I've got, you know, you can use hangers that become hooks, TV trays um, that become a home for a cat. I saw that. That was very creative. Albums that become tables and more. You probably have so much stuff in your home. And a lot of it is sentimental. You're not ready to part with it. Repurpose it. And my book selection. And I bet you already know what it is. My book selection for this week is. Chicken Soup for the Soul. Your 10 Keys to Happiness. 101 Real Life Stories that will show you how to improve your life by Amy Newmark. I mean, this this book is awesome. This There's a section, Count Your Blessings. Free yourself with forgiveness. Help someone else. Have less stuff. Of course, you know, I checked that chapter out. And I have notes on the side. Think positive. Make me time. Step outside your comfort zone. Be yourself. Pursue your passion. Go outside in nature. 
And the book is set up really nice because you can kind of read, take your own journey. My journey started off making sure I dealt with any unforgiveness I needed to deal with, of course, and I wanted the less stuff than the me time. So you just can kind of go on your own little journey. So check that out. And of course, uh, my quote for this week is, don't just count the years, make the years count by George Meredith. Well, of course, I want to thank you for listening. Be sure to share this podcast with your family, your friends, and on your social media network. And again, let me know you enjoy listening to this podcast by leaving a review. And of course, also support this podcast by buying a cup of coffee. So make sure you visit my website at www.janetmtaylor.com. And until next time, I want you to have a clutter-free day. But most of all, have an organized week. Organization is the quintessential element of a clutter-free life. Join me as we take this journey together. Along the way, we will find the necessary answers to your organizing dilemmas. My name is Janet M. Taylor, and you are listening to Got Clutter? Get Organized. <music>